Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back to the Locked On Podcast Network. We're glad you're here with us. Uh, we've been breaking down some things, some Oscar nominations, which Daniel felt really good about. He, he got in the spirit. He actually went back and watched Parasite. I did. has a review I, for us. I don't know what that is. What is that? Well, uh, is that it a won movie? The best, it, yeah, it won the best picture this year. So. Oh, it did. It did. Hmm. Korean Fascinating. flick. You should go. You should go see it. Uh, take is your it, wife. Is it good? It's good. It's good, Daniel. You're not gonna like it. I'm gonna hate it, aren't I? You're gonna hate it because amuse bouge and uh, cheese platter plates, charcuterie. Uh, mm-hmm. th- those are the people that like this film. They don't serve okay. popcorn at that. Uh, they sell like little rolled up salamis and like no. aged, aged cheese. Aged gouda is is uh, is absolutely on the brie. Some people uh-huh. spread some cheese strawberry. with a tiny knife. A little, a little sourdough with a tiny knife and some strawberry mm-hmm. with some brie melted right under that. And uh, mm, okay, stop. Nice just night. stop. Just the people have already turned the podcast off. Just <laughs> stop. We're glad. We're glad you're with us. Don't worry. Uh, we sometimes, occasionally, uh, talk about cheeses, but not. Well, I was gonna say not as often as you think, but probably as no, often as you would think. We talk about it quite a bit. It, it comes it's, up. Uh, it's quite a bit. It's quite between, a bit. Between your cheese boards and my cheese dip, where it's cheese, cheese is spoken of quite a bit on the podcast. Predominantly focused on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's more focused is absolute, complete expert fandom by two Georgia Bulldog fans. That's right. This podcast, just lest you be confused as to what you are currently listening to, this is a podcast for Georgia fans, by Georgia fans. We are two Georgia fans, one of us for his whole life, the other uh, slightly uh, less time, more recent Georgia fan. Uh, We both take it really seriously, uh, as I assume you do as well, because you're listening to a Georgia podcast in the middle of February. And so that pretty much tells me everything I need to know about you as a Georgia fan. You're you're all you're all in. You're locked in, and that's we find that to be the case actually with most of most Georgia fans, don't we, Clint? Like this, they don't. There's no off season. There's these. there's no off season. You're, this is a twenty four seven gig, uh, which I didn't know. The disclaimer was not given to me. Uh, you guys are beforehand. downloading this podcast with nearly the exact same regularity that you were when we were playing for the SEC championship game. So uh, that's sincerely. Shocking to us, but but we're glad you're here. Um, we love having you along for the ride. And so, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, you can help us out by subscribing to the podcast and downloading it and telling your friends about it. Uh, if you like it, you can leave us a rating and a review. Five stars is appreciated. We appreciate those of you who do that. That helps other people find the podcast. So you can do that for us as well. Um, uh, <clears throat> We're here every day, Monday through Friday. Today is Wednesday, I believe. Is it not, Clint? Uh, it's the it middle is. of the week. And we are here to uh, finally jump into the to the roster. It's pre-spring mm-hmm. roster breakdown. We'll probably do, I don't know, how many roster breakdowns would you say we're going to do between now and September? My guess is four. We'll probably do four roster breakdowns is my absolute guess, but uh, we'll have to do one before we see any eyes on. We'll have to do one after G-Day. We'll have to do one leading up to the, like midway through the summer, and then one right before uh, we kick off 
like our final projections. We need four stabs at this thing, Daniel. Well, that's basically every podcast between now and the kickoff of the season. So yeah. we just yeah. we just mapped out yeah. everything we're talking about for the next six months. Um, I'm a planner, Daniel. Okay, I like it. Uh, but we're gonna jump into that today. The recruiting is finished. The rosters are set now. There's no practice going on. There's nothing. There's nothing really to know about these players. And as we said, we are not uh, insiders into the program. We're not just sneaking around the weightlifting facility to try to catch a glimpse of these kids. Um, uh, but we're going to speculate. We're going to prognosticate. We're going to do all the things mm-hmm. that Georgia fans mm-hmm. do. Um, and we're going to get that started off today. And so, um, Clint, without further ado, should we just jump in? We should jump in because the the position that is has the most mystery and excitement and potential to break your heart at the same time, potential to bring us the greatest glee we could possibly imagine that natty uh mm-hmm. is the quarterback position daniel we might as well just get out of the way let's here, just right off the top uh clint both feet in um all right let's start by by rattling off the the players in this position group um might come as a surprise to you there there are about a hundred players who play quarterback who are who are Georgia Bulldogs right now. I don't know if you all know this. Like last year we had Fromm and Stetson and and that ended the list of quarterbacks we had the, at UGA. The other the other one, the other scholarship quarterback had recently had his brain laid open on a surgical table just for everyone to see. That's Correct. not that's not good for footballing. I don't know. No. Now, uh, we're assuming that this that Dewan is back for this year, fully healthy, ready to go. But Daniel, here are the list of names in the quarterback room. Uh, Newman, Stetson, Dewan Mathis, Carson Beck, and then Austin Kirksky. Okay. okay. Let's get okay. let's talk about what I think give the people what they want. Let's talk okay. about Austin Kirksey first. Okay. Okay, really quick. Uh, grew up in Marietta, Georgia. Went to go play for the Wolfpack of Nevada. Good the, on you, Austin. The Wolfpack? Wolfpack. Did he Went out run there. that by Davin Bellamy? Because <laughs> is that... I don't... Is he? Did he transfer here to play outside linebacker? Or did he transfer here to play quarterback? But uh, Well, he, he came back to play quarterback. He's a dual threat kid transferring back home, and he's on the roster now. All right. Well, good on you, Austin. Uh, let's start with let's start with some obvious questions about this okay. position group. All right, uh, who do you expect to be the starter, Clint? Uh, it's not only who I expect; it's who you all need, who mm. we need. So, mm. if you are not hoping that he does, if if for whatever reason you're going to read Carson Beck's "I like competition" tweets, that's nice, and I'm glad he's saying it, like truly and honestly. But. Let me tell you this right now. We come out of any sort of practice or G-Day or anything without Jamie Newman starting as quarterback. Something has gone horribly wrong, people. Something is wrong. Something is very, very wrong. Now, uh, I fully anticipate Jamie Newman is going to be the starter. And so when we talk about our predictions for the position for the year, they're all going to be centered around Jamie Newman. So maybe let's put him off. For the okay. rest of this segment, we'll get into him really as we get into the next segment. We talk about how we expect the quarterback position to perform. Uh, let's talk about what I think is the most interesting thing about the quarterback position. Maybe only second to is Jamie Newman good? 
at football. Okay. That, I guess that's the most interesting question. I was going to say, that's Is that's Jamie Newman good at footballing? Uh-huh. Question two, though. Who okay. is the backup on this Ooh. team? And, Clint, that's what I ask you now because I think that it, going into the spring is such a fascinating and intriguing question. you got Stetson the Hat Bennett. Mm-hmm. The postman always rings twice. Uh, you've got Dewan Mathis with a full brain this year. It, to be fair, he had a full brain last year. It was just the skull was not intact. There that was, was his problem. It full in the sense that it was all all the parts were functioning properly. No, he did not. And so uh, that, he's okay. yes. He's now he's now one hundred percent back. Okay. And you've got Carson Beck. The true freshman, the kid coming in, a lot of hype, a lot of buildup, a lot of arm strength on this kid, <laughs> apparently. Who do you like, Clint? Uh, I'm going to start by elimination. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, Stetson, you got yourself a scholar last year. Get, mm-hmm. You're debt free. I'm so happy for you. That's Enjoy great. your college experience. Student loans are the worst. They're the worst. So, they're the they worst. Are, they're literally the worst. Okay, Daniel and I can attest to just how bad they are. Uh, but Stetson, enjoy your time. I don't want to see you on the field, and I don't anticipate you mm. seeing seeing you on the field. So, sorry, sorry. Peace and peace, Stetson. Uh, okay, I, I agree uh, with you. I agree with okay. you. Okay. So now we're in a two horse race: Dewan Mathis, Carson Beck. Here's and here's where it gets really interesting to me, because apparently Jamie Newman is the incarnate of Mathis and Beck in one. Uh, if we understand Mathis, he can move around a little bit. If we understand Beck, he's got the arm strength. Jamie Newman touted arm strength and accuracy within small windows. And here's who I want to win the job, Daniel. Okay. I want Dewan Mathis to win this job. Fascinating. Now, I am, I'm a fan of Carson Beck. Okay? Huge okay. fan of Carson Beck. Here's you why just I want. called him trash on the podcast in front of everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's, that's true. If we could also start a list of times that Daniel has interpreted my words and and get that out on Twitter for all to, Listen, to I'm see. Just try, I'm just saying what the what the listeners out there are going to interpret and like tweet at us later. Like, hey, Daniel has hate, heard me. Why do you hate Carson Beck so much? Daniel has heard me enough times that he understands what I'm trying to say. Uh, here's why. I want Dewan Mathis to be there. Because it gives something a little bit more dangerous. If Newman is out of commission, okay? Okay. If Dewan Mathis is back there, our best chance of winning is with Dewan running around, getting a little bit more mobile, still threatening with the arm and the play styling and the offense. Uh, So that's my my hope, if we're in that situation. I think the later... The farther into it we go, and obviously we're still very early, so a lot can change. We reserve the right to change all opinions. This is our dra- this is our position group preview in the middle of February, so take it for what it's worth. I think I agree with you, though, Clint. I think I want DeWan Mathis to win this job. I think I really like what he brings to the table. It, I think a true freshman at quarterback, I just don't want it. I don't want to see it. I want a guy who's been in the program Listen, Dewan Mathis was not allowed to get hit by 280-pound mm-hmm. men running full speed last year. Do you know what he was allowed to do? He mm-hmm. was allowed to sit next to Jake Fromm in every meeting. I mean, that experience alone 
should make you excited about this kid. Because if there's anything that we know about Jake Fromm, mm-hmm. great, great UJ quarterback, did not have a great year on the field last year compared to some people's expectations present company included but yes if there's something we know about jake from it's that he kills it in the mental side of the game and for dewan mathis to have a, a full year sitting next to him you gotta think that this that that these even though it's a different offense the new coordinator all that i get it but just the way jake prepared and seeing all that and being familiar with the system uh because there's a lot of carryover on the coaching staff even if uh, the coordinator is new. So uh, I think I want to see Dewan Mathis win it because I think he has the higher ceiling this year yep. to be the most competent backup. So that's who that's who I want to see. All right, let's get into Jamie Newman and who we hope is actually playing all the plays. Jamie Newman, Daniel. Our hopes, our natty aspirations ride and hinge upon that arm and those legs. Has there been a player... One player in recent memory in Georgia football history who has carried more of the weight in your mind of whether or not this season is wildly successful or a complete and total disaster. Well, for half the fan base, that is still Justin Fields. Still to this They're day. still lobbying. for. <laughs> they are to this day. They're still sending petitions over to, to Ohio State asking for him back. Uh, to answer your question, Daniel, no, not coming in like this. I mean, we've had expectations for good seasons, but not carrying the team. Sure, but Jake from coming in, you know, even last year, the expectations were very high, but but. St- you know, you had DeAndre Swift and you had that uh-huh. offensive line and uh-huh. you felt like that was the thing that was really, you know, you felt like Jake was going to be great. But but that offensive line and DeAndre Swift was the security blanket and it, it was OK. Like all our hopes weren't hinged to Jake. Um, now, if he had gotten injured last year, it would have obviously it would have been an absolute and total disaster. But yeah. But yeah, this. Jamie Newman is he's got so much hype and so much and the the rest of the team figures to be so stable. But if the quarterback can't go, the offense is going to be terrible and you know, we know what happens. We saw it last year with a terrible offense. So it's a it's an interesting situation he finds himself in. Very interesting position. Especially coming in as a Wake Forest transfer. And that's the thing that I think is most interesting uh, because of the hate that he's going to receive and the question marks playing in a weaker conference, playing against yeah. inferior opponents. That's going to be the question mark. Everybody you know the SEC until- homers coming out of the woodwork oh, to talk smack about Jamie Newman, which you and oh, I have yeah. our own opinions about SEC homers and what, you know, what kind of ridiculousness it is to be cheering for teams that are your rivals when they just because they're in the same conference as you, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but alas, we digress. Um, uh, Clint, what what are your expectations then for Jamie Newman and the quarterback position? Obviously, you kind of tie this to the new offensive system, but let's just look at it. Quarterback at UGA for this year, what are your expectations? It's hard not to be full-throttled excited, and here's why it's hard not to be full-throttled excited. Not only... 
because of the way we believe Kirby has recruited and can coach, not only because of how successful Kirby's been so quickly in his career, because of the new hires and the new addition, but Daniel, because doesn't it seem like other people have have done this and it's worked out so well for them? Yeah. Like, like it just, it seems to me, well, outside of Kelly Bryant, which, bluff. Mizzou, I'm sorry, you got the raw end of that deal. Looks like that was that was so tough. That was tough. Um, besides Mizzou, it seems like every other chance there's an opportunity for this. Even even Eason, I mean, Washington had a down year, but there were a couple games they were in it and they were they were fighting tooth and nail uh, for a little bit because the Pac-12 is is so garbage. Um, it just seems like other programs have had this go around and been successful at it, but it feels like we're due. We're due for this. So am I all in? Uh, yeah, I am. And we've talked about it before. How stupid are we for letting our hearts go this way? But here we are once more. Okay, let's, let's go specifics here, Clint. Last year, Jay Fromm threw for 2,800 yards and some change. Yeah. The previous year, he threw for 2,700 yards and some change. The previous year, he threw for 2,600 yards and some change. Yep. Those were his numbers in three years. 26, 27, 28, 100 yards. Those are, those are basically three identical seasons that he had yep. throwing the football. At Mr. The Consistent as it turns to those stats. Uh-huh. The previous year, 2016, Jacob Eason threw the ball for 2,400 yards and some change. Again, right in the neighborhood. Um, will, will Jamie Newman throw for 3,000 yards this year? As the quarterback at the University of Georgia, easy yes, easiest easy. yes, yeah, easiest yes I could make, hundred percent, Daniel. He's going to be well over three thousand yards. Wow, that is. I mean, I, I also agree with you. I didn't go back and look this up, but the last I, I now see the last quarterback to throw for 3,000 yards at the University of Georgia was in 2013. It was Aaron Murray's last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He threw for, for 3,075 yards, just barely threw for 3,000 yards. The previous year, however, in 2012, Aaron Murray threw for 3,893 yards. Hello. Okay. So he threw for 3,900 that year. So I ask you, Clint. Will Jamie Newman throw for 4,000 yards this year as the starting quarterback at the University of Georgia? Now, if I'm a betting man, which I am, uh, which that well that documented I, well on documented. the podcast. <laughs> well documented just how much Daniel and I spend on betting. Correct. Um, Aaron Murray, by the way, started for four years at the University of Georgia, yeah. and he threw for 3,000 yards every single year. Every time, which, man, turns you say out what you XFL. want about different offenses and, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But fire Mike Bobo. Am I right, Georgia fans? Sure. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. You know um, who you are out there. You know who you are. Look, I, Daniel, I want to say there's a good chance he, he does over 4,000. There's a like when I say good chance, I mean a legit shot. I'd be willing to put good money down. I don't think it's a for sure thing, but I think it's a lot closer. Let me ask, or let me say this: it's a lot closer that he goes over four thousand than he goes under thirty three hundred. 
Uh, over 4,000 versus under 3,300. 3,300 yards. I think there's a better chance. He, I, if you gave me that, I'm, I'm taking the over on that. Uh, wow. That is... That's an interesting bet, but I, you know, I don't hate it. I would, I would probably say there's a better chance as well. If I put the over under at 3,800, let's say Aaron Murray's best season, where are you gonna, mm-hmm. where are you gonna put your money though, betting man? I think Jamie Newman is better than Aaron Murray. Don't at me, Georgia fan. Don't at me. I think he is. I, I'd go over. I think he's going to have... So, in that case, Daniel, I think he's going to have the best statistical year a quarterback at Georgia has had. That's what I was just about to say, because that 38-93 is the best season passing-wise a Georgia quarterback has ever had. No Georgia quarterback has ever thrown for 4,000 yards. Um, Only two Georgia quarterbacks in, in two individual seasons... 2012 and 1993 Eric Zier have ever thrown for 3,500 yards or more, which means Matt Stafford never did it. David Green never did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, DJ Mm -hmm. Shockley never did it. Uh, Jake Fromm, as we said, never did it. Mike Bobo never did it. None of these quarterbacks did it. Um, So you could be looking at an all-time UGA list that has Jamie Newman in the top three for most passing yards in the season. All he has to do is throw for 3,500. That's that's it, Daniel. And with all the hype of this new offense, with Kirby understanding the, the faults of where we've been, I can't see us hindering his... The, let me say this. Everything is ripe for the picking for this to happen. It seems that way. It seems that way. All right. Well... That's just a quick breakdown of the quarterback position. Um, uh, as we said, there'll be more talk to come, obviously. Uh, on tomorrow's show, we are going to talk about the defensive line roster breakdown. But we got some basketball talk, and it's not negative. No, no. No, no. Daniel, right. it's not negative. How, how could it not be negative? This team is, is horrendous. Well, we're not talking about this team. That's why. <laughs> Let's oh. see. See what I oh, did there. I, I see what you did there. I so if you t- don't talk about the bad thing, it's not bad. You just choose what you talk about, and it's it good. goes away. If you stop mm. talking about it, it's it ceases to be true. I don't know if you. I I employ this in my this daily life. This is how I deal with my problems. <laughs> We've talked about this before. We don't we don't discuss things openly. That might be a new thing, but Daniel and I we don't we don't play that way. We're not looking to do that. Um, uh, here, here's my simple question. This okay. basketball season is a disaster. We uh-huh. once again held a comfortable lead over a team and then lost the game uh, mm. in heartbreaking fashion uh, against Alabama at home. Anthony mm. Edwards played 200 minutes with the flu. I don't know what else you could say about this. Is just a this is a tough it's a tough basketball season. A lot of people are saying. Anthony Edwards, we've wasted this year. No recruit's ever going to want to come to Georgia again because Anthony Edwards, they're going to see that it's a wasted year if you're Anthony Edwards. Why would you come to Georgia? Blah, 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 blah. My question is, is that true? And is there light at the end of the tunnel as a Georgia basketball fan? Is there reason to have hope, Mm. Clint? Okay. Um, And and initially, it, it might seem like no. 
right? Feels but, like a hard no. But w- let's say, what what was notable about this last signing class for for the University of Georgia in terms of basketball? We signed Anthony Edwards, but apart from that, even what 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 was notable about that signing class, Clint? Well, it, feel, it feels like to me. It's one of the best classes we've ever signed in the history of UGA basketball. It feels like that to you because that's exactly what it was. It was the single best class that we've ever signed in the history of UGA basketball. It was not even close to um, to comparable to any other class that we had signed previously. Now, that includes Anthony Edwards. But even if this is, did you know, Clint, mm. that even if you took Anthony Edwards out of that class, okay, okay let's say he never signed because after this year he's going to be gone. So it's, it's kind of like counting Justin Fields on the 2017 recruiting rankings, right? Because sure. Justin Fields is not here. Even if you took Anthony Edwards off that class, there's still... Uh, four four-star prospects mm-hmm. and two three-star prospects that we signed. Uh, still a top 25 class in the country. Okay. Okay. Do you know where Georgia basketball recruiting is sitting for the 2020 recruiting class? Oh, could you no, name Could you name a player? I was just going to say, I haven't followed that. I haven't followed our basketball signing at all. So couldn't name a player if you put a gun to my head. Now, maybe maybe some of you have, and so this will be a little bit repetitive, but maybe some of you haven't. We have four signees right now. Two of them are junior college players, and two of them are high school seniors. Okay. The two high school seniors are both four-star prospects. Their names are KD Johnson and Josh Taylor. One's a point guard. One is a power forward. One six one, one six eight, And then we have a pair... Uh, teammates of junior college teammates, the fourth best player in junior college and the ninth best player in junior college. Okay. Currently, um, uh, both coming next year as well. Um, so four players signed. Um, uh, average recruiting ranking uh, is ninety-one point oh three. Oh. Compare that to 2019, our number 11 class, 94.3. Only three points lower. Uh, we're currently sitting at number 25 in the country of in total. Now, that might not seem like a lot to you because Georgia just signed the number one class again in football. But, but just take mm-hmm. a guess, Clint. Before last year... When do you think the last time that Georgia signed a top 25 class in basketball was? Um, Last time we signed a top 25? Yes, a top 25 class ranked nationally in the top 25. Uh, a, a decade ago? Uh, the answer is 2008. Oh so my. 
so quite a bit more than a decade ago. Okay. Uh, 2008, the last time, let me just read you the last 10 years of recruiting rankings. This year, 25th. Last year, 11th. The year before that, 37th, 41st, 35th, 48th, 110th in 2014. Let me repeat that. 110th. 58th, 37th, 32nd, 73rd. That's the last 10 years of Georgia basketball recruiting. So now listen, Clint. You have a top 25 class without Anthony Edwards last year. The best class Georgia's ever signed. Followed up this year by another top 25 class. The two best classes of the last decade right on top of each other. Back to back. And so I ask you, Clint, how can this team not be better next year than it is this year? The future, you have, there's a way to look at this basketball team and still see that the future is bright, isn't there? It has to be, Daniel. Just, it literally has to be. If not, I, I don't want it to be. I mean, can I, say, can I say that? I mean, that's not objective. It's not all the stats you just gave me. It's not all the hope that there is in recruiting. And by the way, anybody that's calling for Tom Crane's job, just stop. Stop. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Okay. A roundabout way of saying, just go away. Go away if you're calling for Tom Crane's job. Because, because a team with seven freshmen, including Anthony Edwards isn't going to make the NCAA tournament. Should you be disappointed? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get a coach better than Tom Crean? No. No. You are not. Tom Crean is proving he can recruit. He will get his guys together, and he will win. He will win at Georgia. Georgia basketball will win. Correct. Moving forward. I'm, I'm standing on it right here. We are making the NCAA tournament next year. And I, I agree. Mm, Go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. Come on. Christian Brown is going to lead us in scoring. And we're making the NCAA tournament. That, that's, those, are my two, those are my two predictions for Georgia basketball next year. I on, love it. On, in the middle of February. I love it. Just mid-February. Season's not over yet. Daniel's already making prognostications about following year and the hope that you may have come next March, not this March. Uh, Hey, we're glad you have joined us for this. Come back tomorrow. We're here five days a week on Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bulldogs. We're going to be talking more power rankings tomorrow, interior D-line, Friday, wide receivers, and uh, in our third segment of each day, we'll we'll have a little power rankings. We brought back the power rankings for y'all, okay? So get excited. I'm excited. Good. You should be. Come back tomorrow with it then. All right. See you. See you.